0: Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where all that the Catholic Church believes and teaches is served fresh daily. So come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Draczynski.
1: Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff sitting in the luxurious French. Corner booth at the Catholic Cafe.
0: Yeah, about midway through our trip you now, I think, Deacon John. This
1: is fantastic. We're having a great trip. We've met some fantastic people. You know, we had recently uh, on the show a couple weeks ago. We had uh, a doctor who's experienced a healing, healing, and we come here for all kinds of healing right, right? At, in, in Lourdes, and so many people, so many millions of pilgrims come here every year there 's a lot of need
0: in the world and you know, not everybody is cured, but I think everyone is healed in some way that comes i think you 're
1: exactly right, and uh, but interestingly, we do really experience some some physical some healings. physical healings that uh, that are kind of profound and when we, when we when we see them, we want to talk about them a little bit. We brought a person who's experienced something like that. We have Megan Bean with us. Megan, welcome to the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. Thank you. It's so good to have you here. And you know what? I know this is a great place to be, Lourdes, and you've got a great story to tell. And so we'll talk about that a little bit. But, Megan, where are you from?
2: I am originally from Buffalo, New York. Buffalo, I, New York. I live in Richmond, Virginia.
1: Oh, so back, now when you were in Buffalo, were you the one that had that uh, recipe for those hot wings? Because I really <laughs> like those, nope. by Nope. <laughs> Never they, can make do they, them. Do they even have them in Buffalo? Are they, when they call them buffalo wings, you know? Is That's that,
2: where they started.
1: I just wondered, because I love them. Trust <laughs> me, I put away quite a few. And they don't have those in Lourdes anywhere. No. no. <laughs> but, but we digress. We want to get back to why we're here in Lourdes and, and, and have a conversation with you about... Just your, your situation now. Um, just to give uh, the folks listening uh, a sense of what what you were in what you encountered in your life, you um, uh, tell us about your, your sort of your medical history, your, your, your recent past.
2: All right, I had moved from Buffalo, like I said, to Richmond, Virginia, and I had leg pain in my left leg. Um, couldn't see my doctor and was sent to a physician in another county. Um, he didn't feel as if anything was wrong with me and he sent me home. Um, that just was
1: a, just like an unknown cause of a little pain you're or fine something like that. Yeah. That was Rowing it. Rowing pains or whatever. You hear those kind of comments. exactly. Okay.
2: Uh, so by third, that was on Monday. By Thursday I had chest pain and shortness of breath. Okay. So I had called the office and they wouldn't see me until the following day, Friday at five fifteen in the afternoon. So I drove over, and again he told me nothing was wrong with me, and I could go home. And I drove myself to the hospital. You and, knew uh,
1: some You knew that. Yeah. Did you have like a medical background or something? Or I
2: just sensed it. My family has a medical background, but I don't. Um, I just felt as if something was wrong, and I kind of I kept pushing him. You know, and he he said, "Well, if he would have come in earlier, we could have done a Doppler and." All that stuff. All that stuff. I got, and then it got to the point where I said, well, I would like one done, and off I went to the hospital. And um, I had a massive clot in the bend of my left leg. Oh. Um, and I had thrown multiple clots to my lungs. Oh, my goodness. So I was admitted into the hospital, and I went fairly quickly. I went numb from the waist down, but I was in excruciating pain. My husband was asking for a specialist. I couldn't stand. I, I felt paralyzed, but I was in excruciating pain. So after the 10th day, um, my neurologist came in, and he was Catholic. And um, I remember him telling me, I know what's the matter with you, but I still have to examine you. And then I woke up in the neuro ICU. Um, my older son was there with my husband, and I still didn't grasp why he was home. Um, And then,
1: oh no, he was away.
2: They were, I had my both boys were at college.
1: When you would, when you saw him, it's like, oh, something's up.
2: Something's up. Uh, No, I didn't, you didn't, you just like,
1: well, hey, how's it going? You must have had a week off or
2: whatever. I, you know, I,
1: you were out of it, I guess.
2: mm -hmm. And then it was when my sister drove up from Buffalo and picked up my younger son at college, and they showed up. I I just looked at my younger son and started to cry. I thought, oh, so I'm now, in a little bit of trouble. Because <laughs>
0: everybody's here. The whole family's
2: gathering. I'm in a little bit of trouble. Did
1: anybody ask you about the will? You know, that's no. the thing. You know, <laughs> you, but, but you sensed that something was impendingly
2: The doctor bad. had said, I, I, I guess with the size of the clot, I didn't have the, the huge calf with the bright red swelling. So I think the doctor was thinking more of maybe like a cellulitis type of thing. Right. And I told him, but I haven't. There's, I don't have any area open on my leg to cause anything like that. So, um, so I was, what had happened was from the cumin and Heparin, I bled out of my lower spine. Um, and I was transfused. But as my neurologist said, you have uh, qu- uh, millions or billions of nerve endings that go down that main route. Right. And um, bleeding out of the lower spine with the pressure that was left. At that area, and being rotated on my right side, I had damage to my psoas muscle, and um, the coating for my nerve endings was gone. So re- my nerves were exposed. That was the reason for the pain. The pain. It was oh, the pain goodness. was excruciating, right. and the loss and of sensation. Walk, right? And and I, I was fully affected on my right side, limited on my left. But they also told me um, I was like that for five years but to back up a little bit i they i also went through rehab so after they transfused me i they put a greenfield filter in and then shipped me upstairs where um i had to learn how to shower again and And
1: things were looking poor for you at that point i mean because now all these things are happening did at was it not until now that you start to realize just what, how this is going to affect the rest of your life or potentially affect your, the longevity and all that of your life? Did you get a sense of that at this point now?
2: I or? thought I was going to go upstairs to rehab for a few months and walk out the same person that came in. Was that true? No. No, I, was, um, I couldn't really work my legs very well. Um, I had to learn how to shower again. Were you in a
0: wheelchair, maybe? I was or in a wheelchair
2: um, up in the hospital. And then I remember the one therapy session, they thought that I would just get up and, and walk, and I ended up falling onto the therapist. Um, so I was left um, coming out of the hospital. I was wheelchair, scooter, and walker-bound. Um, even just occupational therapy, just trying to stretch out and put rings on a coat rack. I had to go through all that. Um, coming home, I couldn't even bathe or bathe myself. Um, and I always say I'm just so lucky my husband stood by me. I mean, it was a long five years. Thing well, else. these are
1: all terrible things. I mean, it just sounds like it's, it's piling on at this point. And I guess you might have had a sense at that point that something was, um, it just wasn't going to get better
2: true and then coming to lords well
1: look before you get to the lord's part how did that come about how did how did the the word lords even come into the conversation
2: so there was a family at church that um, their son was on a pilgrimage a few years before me and she said you really need to go to lords and i said i don't know if my doctors will let me fly because i'm a huge risk to put on an airplane
0: well, who invited you first of all to go to Lourdes? Did you have a sponsor or friends? Yes. A friend or? So
2: this um, this woman at church, her daughter in law, knew one of the names in the Order of Malta.
1: Now let me ask you this: Did you did you have a great faith life at that point? So when they said Lourdes, did you think that was like a? A place where you go, and you get in a bath and everything happens, and it 's great, or did you did you know about the blessed mother I know about parents?
2: yes, and Saint Bernadette and the Blessed Mother, but I thought there's no way i 'm going to be able to get on an airplane and go there
1: at this point, your life has just been uh, obstacle after obstacle for five years of, yeah five years, and I could see where it might lead you to that that point of of i just i don 't know if I'm going to be able to do this you know
2: so people at church that had been to lord's were giving me the holy water they were giving me lord 's water. And they'd say, here's a glass, drink it. And i drink it. And then my son, the one that's, I have a son that's in seminary, he said to me, Mom, why didn't you take that water and try and put it on a, a part of your body that's affected? And I knew from one of the women um, came up to me at church like the week before and said, I have a bit, little bit of Lord's water. She had brought it for someone else, and she said, I'm going to dump it down your back. Oh. And I thought, well, this is fantastic. I'm going to be sopping wet <laughs> in mass." And I, I, was not wet. She poured it down my back, and I thought my skirt would, would be wet. My shirt, I was not wet. So I thought maybe my son's right. Maybe I should take that water and put it somewhere where I'm affected. So I was putting it onto my hip, right. where the blood had pooled, and I didn't. The, the hip pain left.
1: This is great. Now there's more to the story. We want to tell that. We're gonna we're gonna take a break real quick, and we'll come back with Megan. Um, do want to remind folks at home, we have a great website, www.thecatholiccafe.com. Also, love to hear from you. Send me an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. We're going to come back with Megan and her incredible story of healing uh, and, and the grace that comes to us uh, at Lourdes and from through the, the intercession of the Blessed Mother, right, and from God himself and how beautiful that is. We're going to talk about more of that right after this.
3: I'm Bess and this is another great moment in church history. In every generation, certain individuals stand out as brilliant teachers of the faith. 19th century England produced one such shining star, Blessed John Henry Cardinal Newman, one of the most brilliant Catholic writers and educators of modern time. On February 21, 1803, John Henry Newman was born to banker John Newman of London. As one of six children, young John Newman was well-educated and known as a voracious reader of novels. By age 15, Newman had a conversion experience, straying from his Anglican faith and becoming an evangelical Calvinist with strong anti-Catholic leanings. Throughout his life, he would always acknowledge his gratitude for this conversion experience and saw it as pivotal to the salvation of his soul. But he grew over time to see that the evangelical Christianity, with its emphasis on salvation by faith alone, was, as he put it, a Trojan horse for undogmatic religious individualism that must inevitably lead to subjectivism. Newman came back to his childhood Anglican faith, seeing the great need for the hierarchical church as a body to protect and transmit the faith through the generations. While teaching at Oxford University, John Newman was an integral founder of the Oxford Movement, a group of high church Anglicans that sought to restore to the Church of England several aspects of Christian tradition and liturgy that had been lost. The Oxford movement published a series of tracts that gradually became more and more Catholic in tone and theology. Ultimately, John Newman converted to Catholicism and continued to write several eloquent defenses of the Catholic faith. His writings and the Oxford movement with which he was intimately involved were responsible for the conversion of hundreds of people to the Catholic faith. John Newman was ordained a Catholic priest in February 1846. In 1854, he was sent to Ireland to serve as rector for the newly established Catholic University of Ireland. While in Ireland, Father Newman published a series of lectures on the idea of a university, wherein he argued that the university should be dedicated to the search and transmission of all truth, including the fundamental truths revealed by Christ through his church blessed john newman serves as patron for the newman centers of catholic college students established at universities across america i'm best Zimski, and this is another great moment in church history welcome back to the catholic
0: cafe here's deacon jeff
1: and indeed, we are back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. Robert, we're talking to Megan Bean, uh, and Megan originally from Buffalo. Buffalo. Gone to uh, had enough of the wings and and right. and went to Richmond, Virginia. Correct. Yeah. And uh, and so and you know, in fact, isn't our radio show on in Richmond?
0: That, that's right. We it's just, just right uh, yeah. yeah the, you hear Yeah, the, yeah, yeah
1: you can right. still hear the Catholic Cafe. A little shout out to our Richmond uh, folks out there. And so, Megan, um, you are in a bad way and then you hear from this lovely wonderful little holy family at church Mm -hmm. a woman at church or whatever says hey you ought to go to lourdes correct right and so um you you finally get all the medical permissions and whatever and you get on the airplane and you head across the pond as the british would say Mm -hmm. but we don't land in england we land instead uh, right outside the little town of of lourdes france and did you, did you have like a lot of anticipation of anything great happening or were you uh, skeptical or you were just like exhausted? What was your sensibility as you were like as you're on that plane? Because I imagine still there was pain. There's still discomfort, still an ability to to function as you would like to function yes. or as you'd think that nature would have you function that without pain and be able to walk and do the things that a woman would normally do, you know, right? To be able to right. carry on in your life. Um, how did
2: you feel? I was just... Um I felt so blessed just to be able to go. Right. Uh, well, that's hindsight, trip.
1: though. But on the way.
2: On the way, I just, um, I was just, just to be able to stand where the Blessed Mother appeared to Saint Bernadette, and yeah. to, it was just.
0: Well, were you walking at this point, or what no, was your medical condition? Were you in a wheelchair or on a scooter? I was.
2: Or? I was um, pretty much at that point. I was scooter and wheelchair bound. But they told me I couldn't bring my scooter to the pilgrimage because it wouldn't fit through the doorways in France, but I'd be in a cart. Wow. So I had a um, walker and a cane, which the doctors wanted me to take on the plane so I can get up with assistance and walk every 45 minutes. Well, they took it away from me, so now I'm on an eight-hour flight with... Yeah, I had no I balance. Imagine that would kind of
1: worry you. I had a no balance. Bit. Yeah, but you, but you, but you came to Lourdes, and you, and you, and you stand in that grotto. And I got to tell folks, look, the first time that I did that, there's just a really special feeling mm-hmm. to know that the Blessed Mother was there, that exactly. Saint Bernadette was there, and had spent that time together, and just profoundly. And then all the. The, the miraculous, um, uh, sometimes cures, physical healings, and sometimes just a spiritual enrichment that takes place exactly. in a place like that. I bet that was amazing feeling.
2: One of the doctors during the interviews asked me if I'd be disappointed if I was not physically healed. Right. And I said, Ex- excuse me? And he asked me again, and I said to him, the year before I was sick, I had lost my older brother and my twin nephews. They were 15 in a plane oh, crash. Yeah. And Sad. I said I'm to the sorry. doctor, thank you. I said, there's more miracles than the miracle of being physically healed. There are spiritual miracles as well. Yeah.
0: Now, when you were there in Lourdes, though, tell us what happened at the baths. Did something okay. happen at the bath?
2: Yes. And tell them what
0: the baths are, because our listeners may not know.
2: Okay. The baths are where, where St. Bern- Bernadette had dung at the, the grotto, they have water, water filtered in to what they call the baths, where you're immersed into the, oh, yes. into the like water. Oh, yeah, thousands of gallons, gallons come a, out yeah, mm. a day, just gonna pour So out of going there. to Lord's, my neurologist... Didn't think it would be wise for me to get in because someone told me it was very cold. They told me the water was forty-eight degrees. It is indeed very cold, as yeah. you
1: as you remember probably. And
2: and he said to me he thought it would just be better for me to have water sprinkled over my legs. And I told my doctor, if I'm going to Lourdes, I want someone to get underneath me and take me in, mm-hmm. and and um and that's what I was going to do. Okay. So going into the bath, they asked me if I wanted to go and buy stretcher or just have the water poured over my legs and I said no I want someone to get underneath me and helped me down and in. So I had no balance. So they helped me prepare to go into the baths.
1: And I, I, I'll have to say so people understand this. It's all done with great respect it's and dignity. Wonderful. Right. They're very, uh, very careful to make sure you're, for your privacy and such. But these people that help you are just really from the Lord, aren't they? They're they just are. beautiful, wonderful people that they even are.
0: volunteer. They're all volunteers. Yeah,
1: they're volunteers. And they actually dedicate, they vow uh, a certain number of uh, weeks a year like they give up their vacation days and they come here to help people, people go like into you. the baths. And yeah. right. So they l- they lowered you in. They they took you in and put you in this so water. So
2: they had two ladies who had gotten under my arms and helped me down and in. And they told me when I, on the far wall, it's not too far from where you sit They tell you to pray and kiss the statue of the Blessed Mother. Yeah. And they told me to sit, and I said I can't. So they took me by the shoulders, and they pushed me down, so I was immersed right up to my chin. Um, All I felt was warmth. The water was warm. It,
1: now, that's cold. Amazing. it was warm. No, it was Yeah, warm. yeah but, but Robert, I think that, that, that's, a, that's something uh, special because that water is freezing It's freezing, yes.
0: When I went in, that was freezing Absolutely. cold water. Everyone always
1: talks about yeah. the cold my water. My husband
2: yeah. told me it was bone chilling, yeah, but I was. all I felt was warmth. And I, I told my priest um, that I could not see the statue of the Blessed Mother, and I could not see the brick wall. I wasn't by myself while I was in that bath.
0: That is just amazing. That's so what beautiful. what happened later after you get out of the I
2: bath? I regained full function
0: right out of the bath. Mhm. See, so you walked out of the bath?
2: I well they they had put me back into my you know, took me out into the chair and I was so emotional and it was it was snowing out that day and um they were trying to cover me with the blankets and I kept saying no, just I can feel. I can feel I Everything's back.
0: And you hadn't been able to feel before?
2: Mm-mm. So, so uh, did you
0: stand up and walk?
2: They, um, no, my team leader said, you're going back in again. And I said, to the, I said to my husband, I said, my right foot feels funny, but I don't know if that's normal or not because I hadn't had a normal sensation in, in five, five years. years. Right. So um, they, they, like, you're going to sit and we're going to continue to do this. So I went in. It, that was a normal feeling in my foot. Um, but I went in a total of three times. So I went in the second time and I experienced the exact same thing. The water was warm. I could not see the statue of the blessed mother two feet in front of me or the wall. So I started reaching out and I was reaching out. They were pulling me out and, um, I said to my husband, I'm going to put my walker and my cane away and he you have to understand. I had been like that for so long. I know that's afraid. what's amazing
1: is 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 you're telling us essentially that uh, that you, you, you could not care for yourself. You couldn't walk. Uh, you, you could barely move, and you were in, 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 in this pain and this this just you were essentially a physical wreck. I was in a pickle. Yeah, my doctor said exactly right. And then, but then at this at this point in your life, you know, everything's changed.
0: So what happened that third time?
2: So, well, this was the second time. So I told my husband I was going to put my equipment away and just leave. And he told me, like I said, you have to understand, I was like that for five years. And he was afraid I was going to... He was just afraid. You know, and
1: we should stop for a second and talk about the fact that some people might feel like they've been cured, and I'm cured, and, you know, and they, maybe they, their mind helps them think that that, that might be. But you, had, this wasn't some kind of false feeling. You, you really were able to move and do things that you'd not done in five years.
2: Yes, yeah, so I put my walker away. Well, but he
1: didn't believe it, right? He was like, well, well hold he, on now. He was... Something special, but I'm not going to say let go of the...
2: He said to me that he knew what had happened to me, but it wasn't until... The third time into the bass so so I walked clear out the door on the poor man. I the next morning I just walked you just out. You did
1: it. You did. You did what your heart and your, uh, mm-hmm. you know, your soul told you to do.
2: And there was a sister on the pilgrimage with me, and I gave her my cane. Um, later that evening, Colonel George was with us, and he asked to have dinner with my husband and myself, and he he told us to go over with one of the doctors to start the paperwork, an investigation for a miracle and what had happened to me. And the dames had um, another, they said, we have a few more um, time slots to go into the bass. Would you like to go? And I said, yes, I want to go. I want to get myself ready by myself, and I want to be able to say thank you to the blessed mother
1: that is so beautiful and did you do
2: it i did it and i went in with the mindset of holding my arms rigid at my sides because no one was going to pull me out of the water right so um i got myself completely ready on my own and i sat down the water was warm i could not see the statue um and they were pulling me out and i was trying to make them stop you know because i was doing the reaching and um
0: that,
1: that is
2: Each so. And, every time. and did
0: you walk out of the bath?
2: Mm-hmm. I started walking. So after the second time right. into the bath, I put everything away. So I started walking the same mountains. I started walking the same roads as everyone else in the And have you used a cane or a walk or a scooter mm-hmm. since? No, I gave all my equipment to the convent in Washington. That They've is just everything. amazing,
1: Megan, just to hear that. It, you know, it, it's got to give folks hope when they hear something like that, how amazing that is. And has it... Wh- okay, I'm not going to ask a stupid question. Has it changed your life? <laughs> but uh, but I want to know, how has it changed your life? I mean, you're back now as is a volunteer. a volunteer
0: helping other people that are sick.
1: Right, and, and again, think about this for a second. You couldn't move, but now you're moving other people.
2: Just to do what was done for me with the Order of Balta and the Knights and Dames and the doctors and the priest did for me that whole week and to be able to help the sick I feel truly blessed that I'm I was very excited to be able to come here right and to take care of the sick and to be able to do what daughter Malta had done for me
1: that is so awesome and you know again I would like to just highlight for folks you know that the idea that people receive great blessings and great gifts sometimes and then they're not really thankful, Robert. They'll, they'll not necessarily um, uh, you know, use that as, a, as a, a going forward in their life and to, short, to say thanks by giving to others. And what you've well, done, Megan, is quite beautiful.
0: It, it is, Megan. You know, I always tell people, too, we have to remember that even Lazarus, who Jesus rose from the dead, still died again. So suffering is part of the Christian minister- mystery, and death is. But it's a great grace sometimes the Lord gives us to give other people hope and to see that there is a loving God. And it's just wonderful to see you here. You walked up the stairs and into our studio here and that's just an amazing yeah looking uh, at you
1: megan i would have i would have said no there was nothing wrong with this woman absolutely you
0: know? and this isn't a woman that was just out of it for a day five years yeah. in a wheelchair that's a long time mm-hmm. uh to now to to be fine All what right. did your doctors think when you or do we have time deacon Trump? yeah i want to hear what the doctors said. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: so when i um went well the f- I, first person i called was my parish priest and then i went to speak with him and i told Told him, I said, Father. I said, I, you know, I thought I was so strong in my faith, faith, and I know everything I needed to know, and did you know, couldn't tell me anything else. But I said, when you go to Lord's, I don't care who you are or how strong you think you are in your faith. You, you come back a different person, the same person that went, that came back. You, there's no way you can come back and not be. Change. some there's something special about lords to be standing where saint Bernadette stood and to be where the blessed mother appeared to her
1: well you know i know this was not an easy thing for for you to do to come and talk to us and you know this is radio so people can't see that you're near tears and but it's an emotional thing and but i think it's great we really appreciate you coming megan and tell us about but your particular uh experience and really as robert said to just to repeat that that people like you stories like you you know it's real and it it does give people hope, so people listening you know this is a this is an opportunity, I think Robert isn't it for folks to to realize that there is a loving God, a master of the universe, that you know chooses to do things in his way in his time but 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 we should always have hope that we can be uh, that we could be with you him know, for all eternity right, right. That's how correct. beautiful. Thank you so much, Megan, for being here. Thank you you know what let's uh in a, in a way of saying thanks, but let's just let's say a prayer to the. To the Blessed Mother in Thanksgiving. In the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Hail Mary. Full of Full grace, the Lord, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and, women, and blessed, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. death. Amen. And the Father and the Son, and the
0: Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff,